KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. The COVID 19 vaccines have been a major focus of our society for months now, and so much work went into them and continues to go into them. Are we doing ourselves a disservice by not having a centralized vaccine database to keep track of all the info of who got vaccinated, where they got vaccinated, and when? Sigal Atzmond is founder and CEO of Medics, a global medical management company, and she thinks a vaccine database is essential. We caught up with her to talk about why. So to start, and you mentioned this before we were on air, but just to give people some context of your expertise and your background, tell me a little bit about your company, Medics. So Medics is a a company that I founded uh, in late 2006 after a long career in the world of investments, the finance world, really wanting to become a doctor when I was young, uh, but not going down that route because I just didn't think I was smart enough. So I went and studied economics and law, started working in different countries. I worked in the UK, in Switzerland, done a lot of business with with the US, um, Israel on the tech side, and and ended up managing a portfolio of 4.6 billion US dollars. I had three beautiful children, ticked all the boxes. I think my parents were quite uh, proud about me. And I think I did really well, but that passion for healthcare and that wish to make a difference in people's lives and not just in their finances and not just managing numbers, but actually people still was alive and kicking in me. So at some point I said, okay, is there something I can do about it? Can I revenge this this thing of not thinking I was smart enough? But I put it aside and then I went and had my first mammogram. I got at that age where you have to have your mammogram and I went waltzing into that clinic And what do I do when I'm not in the office busy? I speak on the phone, my teams, my colleagues, my my customers. And I had this person on the other line saying, what's that background noise? Where are you? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm in a clinic, I'm going to have a mammogram. And that person asks me, are you worried, Sigal? And, you know, instinctively I said, no, I'm not worried at all. And they said, oh, really? And that moment actually uh, hit me that I should be worried, right? And the technician opened the door, called my name. I had my mammogram, went back home, terrified, completely terrified, realizing if something happens to me, my whole life is going to be turned upside down, et cetera, et cetera. And how am I going to make sure my diagnosis is correct? And how do I choose my doctor? And, and what would the best treatment be? And how is it accessible and affordable? And from there, I realized, okay, this is my aha moment in life. I'm going to take everything I have all the knowledge, the executive experience, the financial experience. I'm going to start studying what the healthcare landscape needs. And I actually ended up um, leaving my executive position, taking all my, my uh, savings and putting it into a company that is today a global company spread uh, with foot on the ground in over 13 countries, servicing over 7 million customers in over 90 different countries, proudly making a real difference in people's lives. Uh, making healthcare more accessible, affordable, sustainable, and saving lives, basically. So I have my little revenge, I think, and um, spending a lot of time analyzing, understanding, and trying to push for better healthcare landscapes across the world and in the U.S. too. 
You wrote an op-ed recently on the need for the U.S. to have a vaccine database, and obviously vaccines have been the talk of everyone. It's something that you never heard anyone talk about until 2020, and now you can't get through a conversation with a, at least some sort of tangential mention about vaccines. Before we talk nuts and bolts of what would go into the idea of a vaccine database, um, explain what you, you mean by it and what it, why it would be so important. Well, right now, and, and the U.S. is like my home. It's it's very important to me. It's it's part of me. And when I see the world um, and its evolution and so many countries having national IDs, health IDs, where a national database exists that is completely digital, where a person has a vaccine, it goes into a national database, that privacy is completely protected, Actually, the country can manage its pandemic, manage its crisis, and support people. What's happening in the U.S. is you can walk in one state and get a vaccine. You can get your second vaccine in that same clinic or another clinic. You get your CDC papers and whatever you've you've had um, in most states. In most most states, I'm sorry, is written on that CDC paper on that card. And then you walk in into another state and ask for another vaccine, and you would get it. So I have a lot of friends in America who got their booster way before uh, it was eligible for uh, a certain people below a certain age. How did they do that? They were 30, 35, just anxious or, or keen to get the booster because they were vaccinated really early and they wanted to be protected, knowing that antibodies goes, go down after, after six months, after, about six months after your booster, after your second vaccine. They just went to another clinic with their first CDC card of their first vaccine, said they wanted to have their second one and got their third shot, right? So for me, it seems incredible that this superpower, right? One of the world's global um, most important and strongest countries does not have the, the basics of a digital database that says who has been vaccinated and who has not and gives the choice to people, still giving the choice whether to be vaccinated or not, right? So it's not that we're forcing someone to be vaccinated. We just want people to be um, honest, open, transparent, not being shy of their own position, whether they have or have not been vaccinated, and for it to be managed on a national, highly protected database, like your tax issues or like your driver's license, and that information doesn't have to be shared with everyone. It can be managed at a state level, but it would be the same system implemented across states. Don't you think it would be supportive for the American people? Don't you think it would be useful for America to have its own information map about what are the results of, of having people vaccinated? America today relies on data from other countries I'm not proud of that. I would want to be a proud American, knowing that America relies on its own data. What do we have now with regards? Because I've got the little card, but I guess when you think about it, going deeper than that, that's about it, isn't it? Or is it It's a hodgepodge of states have a better idea or counties? So certain states in New York, you have this little app, for example, um, where your your information is on there. Uh, but it's not all the same systems across all states. So you can't travel with it. It's not clear. Some download it, some don't have it. 
you can walk around with your card and that would be enough, right? So there's no rule, there's no discipline, there's no alignment as to what has to be done. And, and I, don't, I don't think we need to force people to get vaccinated. We just need to get alignment about how we manage this data and this process. And that means that everyone gets vaccinated by this. We have clearly people get vaccinated by a certain number of vaccines that have been approved. Whoever is vaccinated in his own state, it should be digitally enlisted that he has been vaccinated on the database that is managed at state level, but in an anonymized manner, that information should maybe once a month or once a quarter be drawn up to the national level so that uh, specialists and the CDC and, and, and other institutions without names completely anonymously could analyze that data. You know, do you want to have examples of what's going on in other countries, Matt? Sure. Just as an example. So if you take Israel, for example, a very small country, you cannot compare it to, to America, but in a minute we'll speak about India. So Israel has been actually the clinical trial country of the whole world. It has vaccinated the population first, having an agreement with the US and with, with Pfizer. So America understood Israel as a country, has a social security system that is very strong, has been fully digitalized 20 years ago. And if everyone would get vaccinated in Israel, which happened at very high rates, America could draw digital data, anonymized, analyze it and decide whether the vaccine is good for American people or not. Think of that. America is drawing upon data from another country to decide whether the vaccine is good for Americans, yes or no. To me, that is shocking. So I appreciate there is a country who contributed to the world management of the pandemic, right? But it should be that America would have access to its own data, massive data, right? But it's not, it doesn't have it because it's not digital. So, so Israel not only has a digital system who has been vaccinated or not, when you leave the clinic after having been vaccinated, after 20 minutes, you get a text message asking you, how are you feeling? And three other questions. And you answer if you have side effects, if you have anything, and if you need medical support. And then two days later, again, and they're asking you to report. If you're fine, you're fine. They, they analyze the outcomes of the vaccine. And then for your booster, before you even wake up in the morning on, on, on the day you should get your second vaccine and the booster, you actually get a text message reminding you, asking you if you want them to book, a, if you want the system, the app to book the appointment with you for you. It tells you where you can go to have it. And if you go and have it, it will be completely digital, no efforts involved. It will support you in your side effects. And it's all going into a database that is shared with no one, but is just useful for scientific purposes and for the management of a pandemic. Now, I just want to draw your attention uh, to the fact that Israel has been giving, is the country who has provided the most boosters uh, to its population. But before having these boosters, the world could learn that about between six to eight months after the second vaccine, we had a huge new wave. Israel had a huge new wave of, of contaminations and people got COVID sick again. And now you see that in Europe. We're about six months down the line after Europe vaccinated its populations with the second uh, vaccine. And we have huge, look at what's going on in Germany, over 60,000 uh, new cases a day. 
right? Different countries are going into lockdown again. Now America is going down that route because it just started those boosters. And we have an America today that is so polarized and, and there's no data under control. We don't really know all the way what's happening. And here we are looking into the future. And I know that it's not going to be great because we're just kicking off those boosters and we don't have a database. So we don't know what we're dealing with. And that to me is tough. Talk to me a little bit about if you were given the green light, we like this idea, implement it. Give me a quick synopsis of, of how you think a functional high level, how it would work. So at federal level, national level, there needs to be a budget and there needs to be a decision on what infrastructure that database, how it should look like, what information, and that should be very minimal, name, ID number, date of birth, vaccination, yes or no, first vaccine, second vaccine, booster. That's it, okay? I'm starting with something that's really super basic. No additional information, no background on your medical issues, nothing, just vaccination. And that would be the, that infrastructure that would be decided upon and developed at national federal level would be then implemented at state level. Without so even before data is, is is added into that system, every state would receive that infrastructure that would be supported by the different entities in America that are responsible for ensuring privacy, cyber attacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there will be a whole layer of protection around that database and infrastructure. It would be a collaboration between the different entities. It would be developed at national, federal level budgeted at federal level, and then implemented and sent to the states. The, the states would implement it at state level, and they would be responsible for collecting and inserting the data in the database. That state level information with the names, the ID numbers, and the date of birth, and the vaccination information would not be shared with anyone, right? It's like your criminal records, for example. Anyone's criminal records are not shared at national federal level, they're at state level. If a policeman wants to have access to information about the person in another state, he needs to make a demand and he needs to have a very good reason for that. He cannot just waltz into a computer and get access to any, any information about anyone in another state, correct? So the information would be segregated, completely separate and managed at the state level. However, anonymized information, aggregate anonymized information would be collected and brought up to the national level just for the purpose of scientific advances, analytics, and decision-making support. So we need data that is American, not relying on other data from other countries to make decisions, what is good and what is right or bad for American people. And we want to protect that data in such a way that bioterrorism or cyber attacks would not have an option I would want a strong America. Right now, Matt, America is weak or too weak. It's polarized. Data is managed in silos. There is no one structure. No one actually knows. If I would ask you, Matt, do you know how your data is protected in Philadelphia or um, you know, someone in, in Pennsylvania could tell me, 
oh, my data is really protected, my CDC card is no copy or my information. Do you know how? No. Why is there no transparency? Why can the American people not say, yes, I have a health ID, but this is how my health information, my vaccination information is protected, A, B, C, D. Simple, right? And that would be everywhere and everywhere would be the same. Now, I've spoken about this so much and I, I've seen people in Washington, I've spoken to congressmen and senators and, and WHO people and, and people from the CDC, just politicians. And the answer is, oh, but people don't like that, right? But Matt, is it about liking or is it about doing what's right? You know, I, I don't want to say Americans are children, but when I think about my children or, or my, my team members as a leader, as a CEO of a company, I don't always do what people like, but I really try to do what's right for them. I really try to make decisions that will progress our communities, help them grow, help people grow, protect my children, protect my people. And I just don't get it why it makes people so angry. Some of them get really angry about it and some of them are very positive about it. But the ones who are positive tell me, oh, Sigal, this is gonna drive so much anger and this is not gonna go down well, right? Or some politicians come up and say and tell me, oh, Sigal, this is not gonna go well with my, with my voters, with my people. And I tell them bluntly, but are you just here to please your people? Are you just here to be uh, re-elected? Are you just here to make sure, and I apologize for my language, you get to keep you know, your seat? Or is it that you've been elected because we wanna see your leadership? We wanna see you represent the needs, the true needs of the American people. I don't get answers that make me happy. No, and I think the biggest hurdle to this, to that point, would be I can almost I can almost lay out how it will play out. This will be weaponized as big government trying to spy on your life, and it will be thrown out as a freedom issue. And you talk you talk about politicians who only want to get reelected. Unfortunately, I think that's about seventy percent of the batch, and that would be that's really the only or not. I shouldn't say the only. To me, that's the biggest hurdle is bad faith arguments for people pushing a political agenda. And frankly, I don't know how you get past that. <laughs> well, first of all, is I guess, or I hope so, it's by not giving up and believing that at the end of the day, Americans are good people who care about their communities, their, their, their cities, about their families and, and about America. And at the end of the day, this polarization, this extreme division in the American within the American people will end and that they will align towards a, a joint ambition and a joint goal of protecting American lives and protecting the future of healthcare. We are up for more pandemics and we are up for other nations that don't like us so much, right? And how can we afford to be weak or to be vulnerable in a way we are today to bio, bioterrorism, cyber attacks on our information. And let me tell you, we do not know where that, where that virus came from until today. We can only think or speculate or talk about conspiracies and the internet and the news is full of it. 
but we didn't create it within America. It came from somewhere. It started somewhere. And I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, but I'm saying this could be, this pandemic could even be an idea, right? Even it was, it just happened. But this is a great idea for anyone or any other nation that wants to put another nation down, send out a virus and bring the world to its knees. So when I think of, you know, look at India. India has created a national vaccination digital database. India's healthcare system is, although it's progressing, it's far away from the capabilities in certain areas in the American healthcare system, right? They have done great progress. They're one of the world's, people don't know that by the way, but India is one of the world's producers and exporters of vaccines to the whole world, okay? Uh, vaccines for children, different vaccines. So they're on top, but America will not have a digital database and India will have one. Matt, does that make sense? Tell me. No, it does not. And it does not, <laughs> no. right? So. so I don't want to give up. I know, I just know from, from an expertise perspective, from a scientific perspective, that politics cannot play. It cannot be about red or blue, getting vaccinated or not vaccinated, getting a database or not. It's not about freedom. Have the freedom to choose whether you wanna get vaccinated or not. But if you do, don't lie about it or don't hide about it, right? You know, someone told me, Sigal, not only I wanna have the choice, not to be vaccinated, and that's freedom, I agree. I wanna have the choice not to share whether I was vaccinated or not. Now, to me, this aligns with, I wanna have the freedom of owning a weapon. I wanna have the freedom to do with it whatever I want. Now to all those freedom preachers, I'm saying your so-called freedom is breached every day because if you have a weapon, it doesn't mean you're allowed to kill. If you have a car, doesn't mean you can drive being drunk, right? You, can, you are not free to do whatever you want. So I'm not saying we're taking away the freedom of not getting vaccinated because it's a personal choice. And it would be, in my opinion, anti-constitutional to actually completely decide that everyone has to be forced to be vaccinated. But it is, in my opinion, that people should not hide behind the word freedom, or at least should rethink their balances about what freedom means and how far does, does freedom go, right? When it's about having a simple database that shares whether you've been vaccinated or not, whether you represent a danger for public health, yes or no, and what needs to be done and how you need to conduct yourself so that you don't endanger other people. It is your freedom, anyone's freedom, to decide whether they want to endanger themselves, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean, like, you cannot drive drunk, right? You can be drunk in your own house. It's your problem if it makes you happy. But you can't waltz down the street with your gun when you're drunk, kill people, or waltz in your car and kill people because you're drunk. So freedom is overused in, in a wrong way, and the word freedom and the balances should be re-looked at because at the end of the day, 
Freedom has to serve the Americans. Americans have to be proud of being free, the country of, of the free, the brave and the free. But they shouldn't use that word to damage or to hurt each other or to, to divide the nation. It should bring us together, not divide us. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.